Welcome back, everyone, to episode 18 of Show and Tell. This is just my small adventure to highlight the creators and contributors to the Magic the Gathering community. Uh, today, I am super excited to be joined by streamer, uh, cosplayer, singer, uh, draft enthusiast, artist, uh, Jamie Topples. Jamie, thank you for so much uh, for joining me today. Wow, thank you for having me. That's quite the intro. I, I do a lot of stuff, I guess. <laughs> you you do, you do. And I, I yeah. try to make sure, I wanted to make sure I, you know, get the, the whole picture of, of, of Jamie um, in just a short little snapshot. I'm sure there's much more to these than those four things, but these, you know, this is where we're, I guess we're going to start. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, I always kind of joke, the, my favorite places to start is usually at the beginning. So as a kind of a Magic player, uh, so tell me about your history with Magic. When did you start playing and what kind of got you in, into Magic uh, in general? Well, okay, so Christmas, uh, it was December 2014. My husband, John, had played when he was a kid. He played, like, during Ice Age and stuff. That's when he stopped because he was in fourth grade and he couldn't really afford the good cards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Magic's a little bit expensive. <laughs> and it was back then too. Um, but he always says like he could have got a black Lotus for like a hundred bucks or something. Oh, I'm sure. I... But as a kid, that was like ridiculous. So he, yeah, he couldn't convince his mom to get him one, but <laughs> um, yeah. So he stopped for a while. And then, um, so uh, one day we were playing cards with some friends, they were over and I was like, I just really love holding cards. And he was like, Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Let's teach her magic. So he went on Amazon and bought uh, Clash Packs, and he was so excited that he showed me the order before they, like, went out. And I, I, I was such a jerk. I, I literally, I started crying. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to oh, no. learn this. No! <laughs> like, I was in massage therapy school at the time, um, and I was taking anatomy, and, like, it was, like, really tough. Like, I actually had to study, and I was like, what is happening? Like, as a kid, I didn't, I have ADHD, so, like, I just picked stuff up quick. I never really yeah. learned how to study. <laughs> so I was overwhelmed at the time, and... Um, um, yeah, I, I, I was a jerk. And then so he canceled the order. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I sat and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry I had that reaction. Like, you know what I like. I'm sure this is going to be great. Let's try it. Please reorder this. We got this. And so he did. And, you know, I started at the kitchen table, like yeah. a lot of people do. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked it. And, like, then he started watching stuff on Twitch and I was like, why are you watching magic? Like, why wouldn't you just want to like play? Like, I'm never going to watch that. Yeah. And then he was like, well, do you want to go to the game shop and play? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But then like we went and I was like, oh my gosh, this was so fun. And I like saved my Planeswalker point stuff before they retired that. My first pre-release was Fate Reforged. And I actually went three and two. I was like, wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But then, okay, so we started going to drafts. And my first draft, I went 04. Yeah. So you got to get your I, butt kicked I, for a while. I'm real bad. Yeah, don't worry. I'm horrible at drafting. So that's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's like, it, there's yeah. so many moving pieces. So it's actually like pretty incredible that that's pretty much what I latched on to right away. Like we went to pre-releases and then like every week, like after that first draft, I was hooked. I was like, I want to do this. I want to get better. I want to be like the end boss. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it took me, I think about six months to win an F&M. Oh, wow. So, that's, yeah, yeah. that's. That's pretty good. I mean, gosh, I, I've well, I have played very little. I guess competitive. That's FNM is considered competitive, especially yeah, competitive magic. Sure. I uh, yeah. I went to one FNM, and I just got I got destroyed by everybody. I never drafted before. I was literally I had a, so I was in college, I think, at that point, and uh, I had a friend who was really into drafting, and I like texting him like, "What do you? What are? Do you have any advice?" And um, 
he was just like i think bread bread was the acronym at the time like just mm-hmm. look for bombs and removal and evasion and i don't remember whatever whatever, whatever else it was um, nobody ever does <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like eh, those are the big ones um yeah and i just yeah i just I just got destroyed. That guy, it was a, um, it was, it was the original Ravnica. It was a Friday night adventure. The original Ravnica just came out and, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was an interesting time. I had no idea what I was doing. And I don't even think at that point I knew how actually how the stack worked. I, you know, right. I, yeah, my, I always joked that I went to, I went to college and got an education in, in magic. Cause I had a friend who was like, this is you, the last in first out. And this is how like you actually play the game. I was like, Oh yeah, we used to just, you know, you, do things you put creatures down and like you just you know play cards and you know good you know good luck f- with uh interaction or anything on the on the sidewalk magic circuit <laughs> it doesn't really exist <laughs> um so you are mostly a um limited player correct is that fair to say correct only limited players? that's that's where my heart lies i just like drafts i think they're so exciting because it sort of like evens the playing field right like everybody you can open like a bomb and like if it if it mm-hmm. turns out really well like beginners can beat like you know veterans like try to do that in constructed that's tough like you know constructed you have to be like your t- your plays have to be tight you have to know the matchups like all that like it ends up being like super repetitive and it's it's more i don't know it feels more like chess at that point right like mm-hmm. like it's sort of like i don't know you it's just so different like draft is just it's always new and fresh and like, I don't know. I just never get tired of it. It's so much fun. I go back and forth. Um, cause I think about, I guess I would say I'm mostly a constructed player. I am. I mostly just play, uh, well, I mostly play historic brawl on arena these days, but, um, commander, cool. I think is like my favorite format, but I, I think about like, what is like, what's, cons- you know, what's the purest form of magic? Is it a constructed deck where you need to know your matchups? You need to know your, you know, you need to know your deck. You need to know like the best lines, or is it something like limited where, you know, you're really just relying on your skill as a player because you're going to get a different kind of deck every time. Um, and you're going to play, I mean, and your opponent's deck is going to be kind of whatever as well. You, you're never really sure what's what's going to show up, right? So it's, uh, I mean, they definitely probably both have their skill level. Well, obviously, they both have their skill levels as well. But really, I guess it really just depends what you're trying to get out of the game um, when you're playing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so different. Like, but that's what I love about magic is like there's something for everybody. It feels like right. Like they even like jump in. Like you can just do something basic like that too. Yeah, the best way. Yeah, uh, I think the best way I've heard magic explained is it's not. It's a game engine as opposed to like a particular like way to play because it's like you have limited and draft and you have commander and you have uh, jump jump start uh, which is uh, pretty pretty actually a brilliant uh design feat just be able to take two kind of decks and slap them together just to kind of get someone in the game um but yeah something forever i mean that's that's probably definitely the allure why it's why it's been the game for so long so well that's uh yeah i don't think i've actually i'm trying to think if i know a whole lot of limited players specifically most people i've most people i've had on this show have been uh commander players um obviously commander i think is probably well definitely the number one format doesn't say means better than anything um but i'm actually always kind of intimidated by limited players because i'm just like i'm i you know i'm i'm bad at this i don't know you know you talk about oh you need to draft like these uh these color pairings that are this um these archetypes are always so good i'm just like oh i don't i like this card and this card looks fun and it's just never it's never good for (laughs) it's never good for me when i try 
it takes a while. Like, it really does. I mean, I have, I would say, I mean, definitely over a thousand drafts under my belt. Like, I mean, that's, I have 6,000 hours of magic streamed, like 6,500 or something. Wow. That's Plus, impressive. I went to a bunch of GPs and, like, yeah, like when I first started playing, I, I was very obsessive about it. Like, I would listen to, like, limited resources every week and, like, mm. oh my gosh, what can I learn? And, like, yeah, I just, I was hungry for knowledge. And then at some point I was like, uh, I stopped consuming content as much because I, like, I like to figure things out on my own, right? Like see yeah. what works, see what doesn't. Um, cause like, yeah, I try to just navigate it by myself now, which I mean, some people would be like, oh, that's terrible. You should definitely consume content. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get tired of it. I love it. And I want to continue to love it and get, yeah. you know, well, I, I would guess it's hard too, because like, and again, I don't, I don't have a ton of background unlimited because i know when they design sets they probably have general uh limited archetypes in mind i think when they design the colors and color pairings but if you're listening to a lot of um i guess content based on drafting you're you're kind of setting yourself up just to kind of follow the same draft draft strategies as who you're listening to um which could clash with maybe like a your particular play style uh, that you're, you enjoy playing or that you may think would be better i, I don't know if that's fair to say uh, yeah. So at like at Lords of Limited is also like a fantastic thing to listen to. They're awesome. They draft a ton. Like they're just like in the trenches, like out there drafting all the time. Yeah. And they have like a community on Discord where they like try to figure things out. But the one thing that like I just get annoyed at is when they like try to like be like, okay, well, this card is this much better than this card. It's like, well, did, okay, does that really matter? Like when you're <laughs> drafting, you know, you got to see what fits like your deck. Like you need to yeah. take. Yeah. So. I don't know. When when people are always like quoting like 17 lands, well, 17 lands says, it's like, I don't <laughs> care what 17 lands says, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, the people on 17 lands have like a f average of 52% win rate, which is not bad. It's not bad. Okay. But like, yeah. you know, if I'm in best of three, if I'm not above 60%, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I know that it sounds kind of snobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, I mean, like, I mean, you know, you're, and we'll kind of get into it, but you're a professional magic player, right? You're a professional streamer. You play a ton of magic. So you would think, you know, it'd probably be kind of disheartening if you played like 60, you know, if you streamed magic for 6,500 hours and your win rate was 50-50 or even, you know, around there. Because you would think at some point, like, you would kind of, because I think isn't, I think I saw somewhere like technically like the, the pros or the really like high-end players, like they tend to have about on average a 60%, 65% win rate, right? Which yeah. in, in a bubble, in a vacuum doesn't sound like super impressive per se, but like when you think about like gameplay and just the uh, the ver uh, the variation and just, you know, how your hands and you're going to get flooded and screwed X amount of times anyways is, is very impressive, right? So... Right. Um, There's like, I don't know what the amount is. I don't think anybody has an exact, but like, let's yeah. say like 20% of your games, you're going to lose to flood or screw. Like it just happens. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And so I'm yeah, sure, it's trying yeah. to find like the little edges and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to go with your gut, right? If, if it's a card and it's like, well, this is 0.06% better than the other one. But like, if you like that, other, you've got a feeling, you know, sometimes you just, the, 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 the card gods are in your favor and you have that right card at the right time or, or what have you. And it's like, see, this is, this is the reason why I took this card. I try not to like focus too, too much on win rate because like, okay, when I'm streaming, like I'm kind of having conversations, I get a little distracted. And then like, I know I could play a lot better if I was like really just focused on the game, but like, I don't know. I think it's just so much fun to have magic like in the background and like just 
hanging out. Like that's, yeah. that's I don't know. I mean, if you're not so to that point, when so when you first kind of were really getting into it and you started really drafting a lot and uh, going and you talk about planeswalker points, were you like really trying to like do the professional magic player thing, or were you just trying to like be a lot like what you know? Uh, what was your kind of initial f- focus when you really started kind of get into it, getting into it? Uh, okay, so back in the day, there was this show on YouTube. It was Walking the Plains. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Nate Holt hosted it. It's um, it really was. He followed around, like he went to GPs and like pro tours and like interviewed the players. You got to know like who the pros were and stuff. So like, I just, I I had never like been like a sports fan or anything. Like I just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never was into it, but like with magic, I was like, Oh my gosh, these, these people are so cool. Like they, they know what they're doing. Like magic is so hard. Like yeah. there must be brilliant and all this stuff. So like, I would like, I kind of like followed the pro scene because of walking the planes. And I was like, I want to be a professional. I want to do what they're doing. It's so cool. Cause back in the day, the pro scene, you could actually make a money, make money being a pro. Like you could, it yeah. was really difficult. Right. But like it was possible with how they had it structured. Like nowadays, it's, it's really hard to do that. It's just, yeah. But um, so I remember like going to GPs and being like starstruck when I'd see like Ben Stark or like LSV or Marshall. I'd be like, oh my god, like, that, oh. like <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I I just really wanted to be like as good as like Ben Stark, but like that's very hard to do because he's been playing since he was a kid, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't have 25 years of playing magic. I have almost 10. Like when I'm, that's pretty weird to me that it's been 10 years, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think about like when I started playing, I'm just like, Oh gosh, very old. <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm still at like, I think it's nine, nine and a half almost, but yeah. Almost there. It's, it's weird. Close enough. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, even, yeah. even, you know, do something for that long, like obviously, you know, you're eventually, you know, you, you hit, you kind of hit that. What is that? What is it? You put 10,000, just 10,000 hours into something like puts you at a particular skill level. And, um, I mean, you, you have 65 just streaming and it's not even you know, off camera play. So I can only imagine, um, you know, you, you, you're definitely probably up there at the top. I would say top echelons of, of, you know, players, right. Cause you just, you put in the work. It's yeah. Well, okay. So I have like some neurodiversities, right. I have like, um, really pretty bad ADHD. <laughs> so there's some days where I'm just like, I can't think about like a few turns. Like I can't think about two or three turns after like my turn that I'm on. Like it's just, uh-huh. I can't do it. So like some yeah. days I'm just like, I have potato brain. This is not going to work. <laughs> so, but there's some days where I'm like real sharp and I'm like, yes. Like when you like, when you win a game, you're not supposed to win. Right. Like when you just like really just get those like tiny, tiny little edges and you're like, Oh my gosh, like it feels so good. Oh yeah. And that's uh got a dog in the background love dogs <laughs> Hi. Uh, this is also a dog podcast so don't worry about it. we like we like the dog so if they, if they if you want you know they want to come up i will not complain um yeah there's always something i mean you know you talk about like um like sports um you not everyone can be a professional athlete right there's like a lot of times physical limitations that you kind of have with everything but like being able to play magic it's kind of like you know it's very accessible to a lot of people um shouldn't say everyone but it's you know you have the ability to kind of get into it and yeah there's there's these moments i um i play golf poorly but there's um, a pretty famous golf book it's called harry Pennock's little red book and they talk about you could have like the worst day and on the last hole you could hit like just you hit the sweet spot on the you know, on your swing and it's like that moment is what keeps you coming out the next you know the next round and i think that's a lot uh, magic's a lot like that where you could be having 
you know, you know, you're on you're on the draw all day, or you're you just keep losing, you keep getting flooded, but then you'll have that one game, or you'll just pull something, you know, a rabbit out of a hat, and you'll get this awesome win or whatever, and you're just like, oh yeah, this is this is why I I continue to play this this uh, this game, and you know, draws you draws you back in. Um, you know, it's like an addiction, a good addiction, I guess. Or, well, depending, <laughs> it can be bad depending on your wallet. Sometimes this game definitely getting a little pricey in, in certain areas. Yeah. Definitely. It's that's the one thing I wish it was like more accessible because it is very expensive. But um, yeah, like probability, you learn probability for math. I mean, for magic, right? Like it's it's great. It's yeah. A lot of, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of math skills that you, you know, you think about it's like, well, you know, if I have this many lands and this is my percentage of drawing lands and hitting stuff on curve and this and that and fitting my deck, which apparently maybe maybe more so limited. I know in constructed now they say like, well, Thinning your deck only helps, you know, this again, going to back to the percentage, one percent difference is really gonna make a difference. But I would think any percentage advantage you can get in like playing a game, you why would you not want I mean I would take a two percentage advantage versus no percentage advantage in any situation, right? right? Like could well, could that hurt. adds up over time to your yeah. rate, yeah. Exactly. Um Yeah, that's cool. I mean I like I said, I'm I'm always like limited befuddles me and I'm always impressed by people who are really into it and play a lot of it because I'm just like I don't and again I'm sure if I sat well if I sat down and got into it maybe it interesting but I always just used to joke and this is going to sound probably like like a I don't know like a bougie constructed player I was like I don't want to have to pay to play a a four five 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 vanilla that's you know that's you know the cre- the creatures a lot of times you play in limited but that's uh obviously right, I don't know flashy. a lot of yeah, they're not flashy. Exactly, they get the yeah. they get the job done. So maybe that's mm-hmm. the that's the real story of limited is uh, limited players get the job done. You know, by any means any means necessary. I feel like if you're a really solid limited player, it translates really well into constructed, right? Because I'm you just get so familiar with playing like all kinds of archetypes and like different matchups yeah. and like you're just really familiar. Um, I think it's easier to transition from limited to constructed, mm-hmm. but um, most people do constructed to limited, right? Like, I would say it's pretty unusual that I pretty much did all drafts like the whole time. So yeah. I played a little bit of constructed here and there. I was in the VML just for fun. Um, I do like to compete. Uh, not so much to try to win because like, like your odds of like okay, so there's an open this weekend and I'm gonna try it because I do like shadows. I think it's a fun set. So uh-huh. um, and sealed is always pretty interesting. There is a lot of skill in sealed, um, but it really there's a lot of did you open bombs that synergize together? Did you have two deep colors that you can play? Like it's there's a lot of variance as well. But um, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I don't know what I was going with this. Uh, you like to compete, but you're, you don't necessarily like oh you compete. Like yeah, compete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice that they that you do it at home. It's about twenty five bucks. Like. Okay. To do it, um, which seems expensive, and it kind of is, but instead of like going out to like a shop or whatever, like you can do it from the comfort of your home, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a dumb question? Uh, how is seal? Like, what is sealed? Like, what is the sealed format? I know this is thing. This is one of those things where like I could just look up on the magic website, but what is what exactly is sealed versus just draft? I think it's, it's a version okay. of... Dra- I don't... <laughs> they're really, Not really a dumb exposing question. No. my, my breath of... They're both of, uh, limited. Yes, okay. They're Okay, because you're not you're not coming with the deck, right? 
That yeah. constructed is you have your deck, right? Yes. And then, that. okay, limited is you have to work with the, I always think of like the limited resources that you have, right? Okay. Uh, so draft is, there's three packs. Okay. Everybody opens a pack, takes a card, passes it. Okay. Right? That's how that works until all the cards are gone. Yeah. Um, then you do the next pack and you go the opposite way. It's, it's, it's kind of weird in person, but yeah. Um, sealed is you, you have six packs, you open them and you make a deck from those six packs. Okay, so you just get are they all from the same? Well, they are they all typically from the same set? Are they over? Yes. Okay, so you just get six packs, and it's just like make a deck, go to town. Yep. And then you, I mean, what you have, you have like you can't change anything out. Like it's just sometimes you open packs and you're like, wow, this is garbage. Like I I can almost just tell like I it's not even worth playing because like. Yeah, like it, it. A lot of times, it's like, do you have really good rares? Do you have good removal? Like, if you don't have those things, it's gonna be rough. Gotcha. Okay, that makes total sense. And I'm probably gonna clip that and make that a YouTube short because that's a very good explanation. And um, I don't know, shorts are uh, shorts are shorts are good things to do for uh, recognition. I think on YouTube, not anyways. But no, that was good. Yeah, I I knew it had to do with like packs and like, well, you know, everything has to do with packs. That's stupid to say. But I, I thought, you know. Uh, relative to what you have but okay you get your packs and you just make a deck all right cool 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 well, that sounds um i don't know why that sounds less intimidating than just um drafting maybe because you don't have to, maybe i'm just scared of the passing the pack to someone and like pick i don't know maybe that's intimidating to me i don't i don't know maybe that's you know a little well, less drafting is pretty brutal because like Especially if you don't know what you're doing. Like, a lot of times when people are new, they'll open, like, a rare, and they just are they're like, oh, this card's really good, so I'm just going to stay in that color. They're never yeah. going to try to switch lanes. Like, I'm going to force this. So that, like, has repercussions, right? So um, there's definitely a difference between drafting with people at, like, FNM, where, like, maybe they draft, you know, once a month or, like, once every few months. like And drafting at, like, when you go to a Grand Prix and on day two, you're drafting with people there. Like that, that's like a real different feel. Like people, like signals are a lot clearer and like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of all over the place. So I can, I understand why draft is intimidating. It's, it's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. For and then people are like sure. judging you sometimes too. They'll be like, <laughs> why did you pass that? And you're like, Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, was that good? So I kept that. I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, I'm just going to keep this force. Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> that'd be me. Like, I'm just going to keep all the, all the lands and whatever <laughs> the dual land the common dual tap dual lands that'll be good right color fixing i know color fixing is important that's the you know, I don't know. <laughs> i'm running a monocolor deck but i'm gonna get my color fixing and that's important <laughs> so it depends on the set sometimes like three color decks are really good you know like yeah yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense they're yeah, all over the place yeah well that's cool um gosh i feel i thank you for the sealed exp uh sealed explanation because it's definitely been one of those things where, like i should look up what that means and it's probably like a you know a 30 second google but no straight from uh, an expert herself so uh, appreciate you um so let's talk about so obviously we play a lot of limited but uh i know you mostly as a streamer so you obviously stream a lot on twitch uh 6500 hours uh so what um yeah. what kind of what, so what appealed to you about to start streaming like what was like you know what i like playing but let's let's start streaming how what was that transition like well i mean so I th it's I think it's an ADHD thing, right? Like sometimes I just get very excited about things and I'm like, I'm going down that rabbit hole. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to see what happens. Like I got pretty addicted to magic. And then like 
there was a couple guys like at the at F and M. They were just they would consistently win all the time. And I was like, oh okay, like they must know what's up. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try to get my reps in, and like streaming. I thought okay, well people will come watch and maybe they'll give me feedback, you know, and like yeah. I can learn faster. And that is what happened in the beginning. Like I people would tell me what to do, and I would argue with them at times like there was pros that come, would come into my channel like eric froelich um he would come in a lot and uh just like hang out and stuff and oh justin cohen um i forget who was there in like the early days but i would sass them and like they would <laughs> they knew what they were doing but i'd be like no i'm not doing that because blah 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 like they were probably this must have been so funny because like i was a beginner right like being a beginner like beginners make really funny mistakes and they say really silly things right like and you're just like oh what's going on in their head like what is the thought process here so i'm sure they got a real kick out of it but i improved pretty quickly i would say um because i think i think i like hyper focused on magic i think that was the thing like that happened <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. uh what there's did worse you find... things to hyper focus on so. oh yeah it's true yeah this is that's, <laughs> yeah, that's very true it's a good one <laughs> uh, so what i mean did you what was the hardest part you found when you kind of started streaming was it just um so I like I I like a lot of people when we kind of had the lockdowns I dabbled with streaming a little bit and I would find myself on a stream streaming to zero or like maybe one or my two of my friends would pop in but then I realized it had been like 20 minutes and I hadn't actually said not that there was anyone to talk to but like probably practice but I'd said a word right I'm just sitting there you know playing arena or what have you uh, so but like did you find when you kind of started there was like Oh, I have to, you know, have a personality, or I have to. I, I really want to work on like, you know, talking through my my lines, or there was, was there something that, that you remembered that stuck out to you that was kind of difficult that you've kind of gone through, or. Um. Well, so pretty much the whole time, what I do, like, especially like if there's just like, every once in a while, there's like lulls in streams too. Like, even if you are like a professional streamer or whatever, like sometimes people yeah. will just be like, oh, they're vibing, they're at work, they're doing whatever, just have you on the background. So, I think it is very important for streamers to be able to talk to themselves. I know that sounds weird, but like, <laughs> for me, it's like just kind of th talk through your thought process. Why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what what makes this card interesting? Like, you can even talk about the art or whatever, or like. Yeah yeah just try to keep the conversation flowing and like you can ask questions so then people be like oh well, like okay like try to get them like more involved but um i i think that's my favorite part of streaming now is like the conversations and like i you know there's people who have been with me for years like uh, today i had a couple resubs they've been subbed for 70 months i mean that wow. is like unreal yeah so i try not to like take that for granted because that's like really cool <laughs> yeah no for sure well it's nice i mean that's i think part of the uh maybe i don't know if allure is the right term but like when you kind of start streaming you start building these communities i think the, you know the community building part i think is part of the fun of becoming uh you know streamer content creator you know what have you uh and it's nice to see like kind of the fruits of that labor right having these people that have kind of stuck with you I try to do quick math, but it's going to be bad. So five years is sixty. It's over. It's over. It's over five years, right? So, so on the spot math, over five years, right? That's got to be over five years. Seventy months. <laughs> this is really bad. I'm going to take my calculator because I want to exact. Uh, uh, right. So five. forty-eight months is four years, so right? Four and then five is sixty. 60 so another twelve is so almost six years. So almost six years, right? Uh, so you've had you know, dedicated viewer you know subs not even just not even just uh viewer but subs for over almost six years is like that's that's pretty incredible you know and um 
it's, yeah. I mean, it's really, right. you know, it's really a testament to, I would say, you know, you and, you know, you're obviously, obviously like your playing ability is probably part of it, but I think it's just probably the community you've cultivated. Like that's, that's a pretty big signpost of like you have something good going on there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's, it's honestly like, it's, it's just, it's incredible. Like, I mean, there's so many content creators these days, like the fact that people have stuck around that long or like, sometimes I won't see people for years and they'll stop and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, it's so good to see you. Like, how are you doing? Like, yeah, it's cool. The community is the best part of streaming for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I talk a lot about community on the show and I think, you know, there's, uh, a lot of, uh, good and fun actors in the the magic community and I pop in your stream a lot I don't talk a lot when I watch usually because I'm at work but I really enjoy watching you play you have a very um, big personality uh, I think it's probably <laughs> fair to say um, yeah but yeah I, I definitely think you definitely have one of the more fun streams to, to kind of check out so I uh, I do encourage people to check out Jamie's stream it will be linked to all that good stuff below um, cool do you have any advice for people who maybe are interested in kind of getting into streaming or any the nuggets of wisdom you wish you would have known before you started? I think a really good way to do it is to, yeah, be part of the community first. Like, go and watch streams and, like, talk and, like, get involved in people's discords and stuff. Because that way, like, if you do, like, mention that you start streaming, like, I always want to, like, support the people, who, you know, who have helped me, who have been around. Like, of course, I want to, like, you know, see them succeed. Like, I think that's just a, a good way to do it instead of just popping up out of nowhere and being like, oh, I'm just, I'm a streamer now. Like, there's a lot of competition, so, like, don't get upset if it takes a long time to build. It's just, it's, that's, it's part of it. Like, and you, it's, for me, when I started streaming, there was, I mean, Arena didn't exist. It was Magic Online, so the people that were playing Magic and watching Magic, you got, you really gotta love Magic to watch <laughs> MTGO. <laughs> so, yeah. it's not pretty, it's not, there's not, like, flashy stuff like Arena. Um, yeah, so they were, like, kind of diehard people it took me a while to build but like i got pretty fortunate i had like i think my first stream had one viewer and i they didn't say anything i was just like so nervous i just like talked or whatever and then yeah it sort of built up at like to a few then five then ten then for a while like before i was partner i'd be at like 30 40 like when i was, was affiliate or whatever um and just sort of like goes up because the, the biggest thing is consistency so if you're going to start yeah. doing it like i would say try to do as many days as you can like don't burn out right like obviously yeah. like take care of yourself and your mental health or whatever but um the more consistent you are with like a schedule and stuff the easier it is for people to find you and then like you sort of become part of their daily routine like that's the thing like sometimes when i take off people be like oh who am i gonna watch this week when i'm at work like you're in my background it's like that's what that's nice like yeah. it's cool to be missed and stuff like yeah yeah i don't think people realize um, the importance of consistency in streaming um, that's really how you kind of build I think build your audience you find your kind of your time or your niche because then you're right cause people like I have streamers who I I kind of have a schedule like throughout the day of who I kind of bop around to uh, you know if I'm just kind of working on my computer um, I had to laugh though you, you talked about when you first started streaming you were streaming just like to one person I can remember in my when I was a when I streamed, I had someone popped in that was not one of my friends. So it was just some random person. I just immediately like got super red. I could feel like the nervous sweat. Oh. I'm like, Oh, I just like, Oh gosh, this is, this is a random person. Like, here we go. Like, and it was like the silliest thing. I don't even know, like, you know, were they actually watching? Did they just ha hit my thing by accident? Who knows? But it's, uh, it could be tough, but, uh, yeah, I, the thing I hear that I think the most from, from streamers is, is definitely the consistency aspect consistency aspect is just you know you got to give it consistency but give it time you know let it let it work itself through 
Yeah. Well, and like, I would say be authentic, like be you, right? Because if you try to like copy what other people are doing, like they're, they're sort of like, I don't know, a template for magic. Like you do drafts, you enter like whatever, like, um, but yeah, I would say, cause I, I've seen people like try to copy and that just like never really works. Right. Like yeah. just show up as yourself and you know, hope for the best. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's really yeah. hard these days. Like I said, when I first started, there was like maybe 50 people total who was streaming magic. And there was, I was like one of four women. So like, it was like easier to be noticed i guess at that time because mm-hmm. there wasn't very many and yeah. like look like today like there's a lot of women non-binary people playing and that's awesome like yep. I, I, you, I love to see it yep definitely it's like a very diverse community and it's, it is yeah and i think that's part of part of the strength of the, of, of the the magic community i think is it has strength in its diversity um yeah which is i, I know it's <clears throat> excuse me um something we try to focus on here on show and tell uh, that was a weird little self promo there but uh yeah no there it is and i think that's you know again i think that there is a big strength in the community and for the most part as you kind of start engaging with people people typically tend to be very friendly and very welcoming and very helpful you know you you can reach out a lot of places and people will you know answer questions or kind of help with with different uh different problems you may have which is always nice to see you know Mm -hmm. um so let's uh so veering away a little bit from streaming, uh, we kind of talked about this before. So you do a little bit of cosplay uh, as well, which I've always and we're you know always give props to cosplayers because like the work that goes into cosplaying, I don't think non-cosplaying people truly realize like the amount of effort that is involved with like a with a cosplay. Um, and I think you know you've done a uh, a Liliana. I don't know if I put down Liliana the Veil, but I don't know if that was the actual. Mo- it was probably. Uh, uh, Dark room. Yeah, there's so many versions of. There are. I. I don't, the lily on of the veil. That's like the dress. I have oh. the one that's like the like, the my belly is out. I don't know how to say. It. It's like the. <laughs> it's like a bralette or something. I forget what you actually call it. But um, yes. So I was obsessed with Lily when I first started playing Magic. I just like love her. I think she's like so cool. Like she just doesn't take any. I don't know. BS. She just you know. Yeah. <laughs> she is like herself and yeah. Like maybe a little bit too ambitious, but I, <laughs> for me, that's like a good role model because a lot of times, like, I think I kind of grew up as like a people pleaser. Like I never wanted to hurt people's feelings, like, you know, yeah. like blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, no, like, Hey, I'm, I'm an adult. Like I've, I'm, I try to be kind of course, but yeah. if somebody comes at me and they're like rude, it's like, I can call them out on it and not try to like eggshell, like walk on eggshells, try to like deal with that or whatever. So anyways, um, obsessed with Lily. Uh, I actually had a dream that I got my spark. So I was like, oh my gosh. And I just like, I, I was like, I really want to, I want to dress up as her. I want to look like her. She's awesome. I want to do this. And then I was like, wait, I don't know how to sew. <laughs> how am I going to do this? So my husband's mother was like, she, uh, she's worked on like clothing a lot. She's done a lot of like knitting, crocheting, seamstress stuff. She, she was like, oh my gosh, let me help you with this. This is a fun project. So like, we like drew up like prototypes and stuff and it's a it's a beautiful cosplay honestly like i need to wear it more but um yeah i was always a little bit insecure about having my belly out like in public <laughs> so I, mean, I... I was like hmm this was quite the cosplay to pick but um no i think it's it's like very empowering to wear something like that because it's it, it it's awesome it looks it looks really cool for sure i mean i think it's probably part of the you know lily i think is a very empowering character especially 
Uh, if, if you were growing, you know, I felt like I'm someone when I grew up, I was very, you know, I say sorry all the time, even like it's, I yeah. haven't done anything wrong. So like being able to kind of channel that, that's, uh, I think, a kind of a good outlet sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's cool. I think, I think, you know, cosplaying is a, uh, it's just fun. Like being able to kind of dive into a role and like really, you know, uh, portray a character that inspires you. That's kind of definitely a, a fun opportunity. And I mean, your you know your mother-in-law is a master seamstress like that's always a nice little uh advantage to take you know take a have uh, have uh, on your side as well i would say right and she was just so cool with like me wearing this like little t- you know it's kind of it, there's not very much to that costume <laughs> like you know <laughs> um i don't know how else to say it it's like um it's hard to like where where can i wear that basically because a lot of times like at gp is it's cold so i'm like there's no way i'm wearing that like it needs oh, to be yeah. like summer and like you know um, but yeah, so, uh, I actually, one of my friends made me the headpiece and it's like, just, it's just kind of balances on my head, mm-hmm. but it makes me nervous. Cause it's like really sharp. I'm always like, and I'm clumsy. So I'm like, Oh, I think I want to try to get a 3d crown printed at some point. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so, okay. You mentioned being clumsy. Maybe I'm silly. So I didn't, and I don't know if this is really common. Knowledge. I didn't realize, like, I thought you're, so Jamie topples, like topples is a, nickname right that's not your actual yes so uh Correct. i was you know i just thought that was just your name but i think it comes you're not the from... only one it's totally yeah i get that a lot um no so topples comes from like me being like really clumsy like today i tripped over my green screen and almost like bonked my head on my filing cabinet like oh, it's just, i don't pay attention to my body um i have like a bunch of bruises i i just started taking um jujitsu so i'm like really like <laughs> into that these days but um yeah look at these muscles are bigger than mine i <laughs> i'm just getting old i gosh i i play basketball but i i hurt my knee and it took about two months to heal and i like went oh, out to play for bummer. the first time and like everything was just sore for like a day and a half i could barely sit down i was like oh gosh let's get let's get to the point and there was just like how much longer can my body sustain this and but then there's like guys out there who are like in their in their 50s and like early 60s i'm like well if they can still do it like we can we can push through but um it's tough it gets tougher every every, every time i go out you don't i gotta gotta ice both my knees when i come back and it's just like at the heating yeah. pad and just yep it's wild but um so jujitsu okay i <laughs> little behind the scenes look when i have my guests on i have them fill out a form and um, one of the bottom things i asked like oh is there anything in particular you want to talk about and you mentioned uh making a career about doing jujitsu and crashing weddings um <laughs> So I was, I was panic. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, it's, you know, that's, I, it was very yes. funny. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Um, so what? So jujitsu? That's pretty cool. Like, what? Uh, how long have you been doing jujitsu for? Okay, so <clears throat> let me let me preface. I do have bipolar disorder, so I am. There's times where I'm very manic and like I say yes to all these things. I'm like, yes, yes, I have all this energy. I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and then you know the balancing out of the depression comes. So I'm like sort of in my depression dip at the moment, but um, yes. So, um, right, jujitsu. I called them, basically I was playing magic one day and I was like, my brain is just like not working at full efficiency. Like I, I need to take care of my body too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times I'll just sit at my computer, like. I had like a Fitbit. I lost it in Vegas. Oh my gosh. It's so sad. I got to get another one. But there were some days where I would do like 2000 steps and that's it. Like, I mean, I just wasn't moving around. Yeah. So like, how can you expect your brain to function at its peak when you're not like eating well and not like moving? 
right? Yeah. So I called the jujitsu place um, and I was like, hey, I need to, I want to get better at Magic the Gathering. I want to be like real serious and like compete and like play constructed. Like I literally said that. And he la- like, the dude laughed at me on the phone. He was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, why are you <laughs> laughing? This is serious. Like, <laughs> ma'am, this is a Wendy's. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my story. Like I came in there, I was like, I want to get better at magic. And, um, I just like went ham. Like I went like two days a week. Like these are like two, two and a half hour classes. Like, I mean, oh, wow. yesterday we did sparring for two hours, like the whole, the whole time we were fighting and I'm like, okay, this is a lot. Like, but I, I wanted a good workout where I didn't feel like I was working out. Like, I mean, yes, it's like, it's very intense. And like, I, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, honestly, like yeah, I feel no, very good. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's something else. It's, it's like, I can't believe at the end of class, like the time flies. It's just so much fun. I love to fight. Like I really do truly love it. I thought, I hope it's something I can turn into like, not necessarily a career, but I would love to do coaching because it's, it's one of those, it's another field that's like male dominated, right? Like you don't see that many women, especially I I'm 35. So I showed up at 35 and I was like, Hey, I want to get better at this really nerdy card game okay and people are probably like what is where where did you come from yeah so what's you know i I was doing sword fighting too which was also super fun but i had to let it go because i'm i'm doing art i'm making i'm making a mural in my freaking living room right now yeah (laughs) so okay we're gonna put it we're gonna put a pin in sword fighting because i love swords um but i I, you know it's your point you know it's funny because your 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 point about it doesn't feel like working out like I, you know, I don't like the idea of like going to the gym. Like I can't, it does not hold any interest. So that's why I continue to drag my, my old, yeah, you know, to, I play basketball. Cause I, you know, I'll play basketball for like two, two and a half hours. And like that's a workout, right. but like, it's fun. Like you're engaging in a sport. So I totally relate to like, well, I, I don't, you know, I can't just go and I'm not going to lift weights for an hour. And, and, and some people who do that, like that's, that's great. I'm glad you can do that. But if they like it. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and there's also people who are like, I'm going to go run four miles. I'm like, why would you do that on purpose? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I I used to run a lot, but I never I never enjoyed it. I told people like I run for just to like as I to exercise. Like I run for a specific purpose, but I don't enjoy it. I always hate running. It's but like it's just one of those things that I could bring myself to do. Um, but yeah, it's you know do you, you get the runner's high. No, I Was it that just a thing? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it is a thing, but I never like I just I never just never I don't know what it was about running that I chose that as my exercise of whatever. Um, it, maybe because it was just easy to do. I put running shoes on and I guess listening to music, I like music. So like, I could always, you know, yeah, right. You just go knock at a, uh, a two mile run in like half an hour or something. And you know, you feel you've done something. Uh, but it's two hours. It's always two hours, uh, 20 minutes of t- misery. <laughs> I'm just like, I hate, like, why do I do this to myself every time? And yeah, you, know, you get halfway down. I usually Full would make power. myself, yeah, make myself go down. So I had to come back. So I, I kind of trapped myself. So it's like, can't make, you know, can't end it too early. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's important, you know, you kind of have to enjoy, the, I mean, working out a lot of times isn't necessarily like fun, and, but if you can find a way to make it enjoyable. That's, you know, it's a good way to kind of you know, keep in shape and keep, keep yourself healthy. And I would imagine as a streamer, especially uh, how, I mean, how often, how long do your streams normally run? Are you, do you normally do like a pretty long streams and you when you kind of play 
at this point, I usually do like four or five hours, five days okay. a week. That's what I shoot for. Um, there was a point in time where I was like working, like I did massage therapy. I, there was a point where I was doing a uh, chair massage at a, in a poker room because in Pittsburgh, it was super fun. Okay. But, um, so I would, I only had time to stream a few days a week. So I would stream like three, 10 hour days in a row. I did that for a while. Um, I've done 24 hour streams in the past, just playing magic. I've done like four or five of those. Um, insane <laughs> yeah that's wild i can't like, even yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot of magic um but even i mean even like a four or five hour session i mean you're really just you know sitting at a computer right like you're just you're stagnant and i i have a standing desk which sometimes okay. i use but well, not that's... usually because especially with jujitsu like it's tiring me out like i am yeah. like uh, last night I was at like my limit. I was like, I have nothing left to give. Like my last fight, we we're doing like four minute fights and I'm fighting dudes that are bigger than me. And I'm like, I like, I can't, <laughs> it was just, it was brutal. Uh, but it's really fun. That's good. How, so, uh, how long have you been doing it now for? Like how long have you actually been doing jujitsu for? Okay. So I, I walked in there on December 5th at 5.55 PM. Okay. Not on wow. purpose, but I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Um, yes. So I'm, c I'm coming up on four months. Okay. Uh, we do rolling. I do We do throwing. I'm taking an extra judo class to, like, get better at throws. Um, I can throw dudes that are, like, 200 pounds, right? I weigh 125, so. That's good. I'm strong. <laughs> are you going to do any, like, competitions or anything like that? Is that something that interests you? I think so. I think I would like to compete, but I don't want to rush myself, so... Yeah. Maybe like late summer, early fall, just to see. Like it's, I don't expect to win. It's kind of like with magic. Like when you compete at first, like you know, you gotta like get used to playing under that kind of pressure, right? Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. it's the same with jujitsu. You gotta learn how to fight under pressure. For sure. Sometimes it's just the, the thought of competition that you know. What I mean, like you don't. There's a different mindset. And there's a different like experience when you're competing in a you know, be it a sport or a car game versus just playing casually or whatever it's a different kind of high i guess i don't know if high is the right word but um different vibe maybe <clears throat> higher stakes right i mean and yeah. it's learning how to like navigate that what that means to you like for me com being competitive i i want to be competitive so i don't lose all my gems right like <laughs> so <laughs> i try to you know play well so that i can like the the dream is to go infinite right and people yeah. say this all the time they're like oh i'm infinite and i'm like okay well what does that mean and they're like oh i draft once a week for free oh okay great that's cool that's a, that, that what that means for you but i'm doing like 15 drafts a week right so yeah. like for me to be infinite is a you know i have to get like yeah 70 percent win rate plus probably to be yeah. truly infinite yeah for sure yeah it's um it's a lot of winning it's a lot of winning you got to kind of focus on and like I feel like it's one of the things too. Like if you if you're so close and you like you lose that, but um, that mindset though, there is like a different kind of way to approach approach playing or you know or um, competing or whatever. And I think sometimes entering. Oh, I'm gonna cough. Hang on. Very unprofessional. There we go. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not unprofessional. <laughs> this is not a professional professional show. So hope you knew what you signed up for. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but competition, I think competition can be good. Like a little competition. Like as long as you don't get carried away, you know, I, I think it's it's good for people to experience uh, experience a little bit at some point in their life. You know, it's definitely a different, different way to kind of engage with your hobbies, if you will. So talk, yes. to, talk well, to me about... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I was going to say, talk, so talk to me about sword, your sword fighting thing real fast because that's, 
what, what, what was that? It was, it's so much fun. So there's there's Pittsburgh Fighters Guild, and they are so cool. Like, I love the people, and I feel so bad because I just was like, I can't be at the gym five days a week, y'all. I can't. Like, it's just too much for me right now. Like, three days I can commit to. Five days is tough because I'm trying to stream. I'm, try I'm like... I'm kind of doing like a project where I'm studying the tarot cards and I'm trying to do like an art thing that goes with it and also oh, like okay. a book that goes along with it. So I'm like writing, like I have ADHD. That's basically what it is. It's like I get excited about projects, I start them, and then I have no idea when I'm going to finish them. So. Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> yeah, that's my current project. That. Yeah. But so, sword fighting, we did like HEMA. So they like studied like old school, like medieval sword fighting they're like we want to be true to this style so it was really fun to learn it people are so amazing I, I feel so bad like being like oh my gosh I can't do this anymore because they were so supportive and kind and stuff but uh I just I was biting off more than I can chew I need days where I can just like you know like not have something scheduled <laughs> right yeah uh, and I'm trying to do art and stuff too still because you can see my paintings like back there like I'm just like oh for sure uh I definitely <laughs> yeah definitely gonna get into your art stuff uh but I have what so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the hosting and we'll 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 come back to that for sure. But um, well, that, how long did you do the uh, the the HEMA stuff? What, HEMA is his. I used to know that it's an acronym, right? Histor Historical uh, something. something yeah. <laughs> martial arts. Martial arts. Historical E E stands for something in the martial arts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it's very fun. Yeah. Like if I had more time like right now i'm just trying to get a little bit more stable like i've been basically i got covid last august at a coheed and cambria concert they're my favorite band in the whole world i love them so much if there was anything worth getting covid for it was that concert but it like messed my immune system up i had to get off of my like m mental health like medications and stuff like it was oh. just, and then we had a pipe burst in our wall that our insurance didn't cover and oh. like Damages, we had to get a new roof like i'm just i'm playing catch up so like i'm trying i'm like okay well like i'm gonna sell some cards and like just get myself together and like try to come up with a game plan you know yeah everything's chill but like i, sh I need to like kind of focus on my work a little bit more and like what does that mean does that mean i'm gonna be doing more art like more magic like whatever so yes like sort of just like okay i need to be responsible and not just like running around like doing whatever fun thing or what you know like yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> like I'm 35. I'm trying to be an adult. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't. Yeah. It's like I, I still feel like a, a 12 year old. I'm like, I'm like almost, I just turned 37. I'm just like, am I an adult? I don't. I still don't feel like an adult. It's odd. I think what being an adult means is like you can take care of yourself, right? Like yeah. you can keep yourself like on mostly an even keel. Like if things hit, you can like navigate. Acceptance is a big one. Um, yeah, like for a while, I, I I just got diagnosed with bipolar disorder at 33, and then at 34 with severe ADHD was is my diagnosis. Oh, it's it's been a lot to navigate. Um, balancing those two aspects is definitely a challenge, mm -hmm. but I I feel like I finally have like a good balance that I can say like, okay, this is what I need. This is what these are wants. These are needs. Like you know, trying to like navigate those things responsibly <laughs> yeah, well that's so. good i mean that's uh, that's that's good to hear because you know um i'm sure that was at such a i want to say we're not we're not old like i know we are older but we're not really that old but like later in life like kind of finding that i'm sure it could have been a shock but it's good to hear that you've you know been able to you know face it and you know 
pivot and adjust and, you know, continue to take care of yourself, right? That's like you said, that's being an adult is really, you know, handling when a pipe bursts in your wall and being able to like, okay, well, how do we solve this problem now? Right. That's. Yeah. We can't just like let it run forever. Like we have to like get it fixed. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> water, water damage just as a, as a homeowner, Ugh, it's just it's like, a nightmare. I, not, yeah, I hear like the, the toilet running a little too long. Mike, is that going to be, is there going to be a pipe <laughs> thing? Is that going to be my water <laughs> bill? Or like you look over and we actually, God, we had our um, bathroom, our master bathroom redone and like put in like a new tub and it was gorgeous. And then like, a month or maybe like a few weeks later my wife was taking a shower i was doing the dishes and like i felt a drop of water on my head i look up and oh no the water was just coming down from the ceiling and i was uh. just like oh that's that's probably not good so i texted <sighs> your contractor and luckily like immediately came out and was just like oh there's just like a ro- little thing that like water was coming through he fixed it all but it was just like raining <laughs> in our kitchen i'm just like oh how much is this gonna cost to fix you know stressful yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, like one little thing, like the art, it ended up being like seven thousand dollars to fix, like oh, to get it like dried out professionally, yeah. and like, oh, yeah, it was like, uh, like, but yes, that's part of being an adult is you have to pay for things that you don't want to pay for. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like this. This <laughs> money would rather I'd rather this money go to magic cards, but unfortunately, I need to fix my home pipes or yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that's one. But, yeah, um, so. Take care of your pipes, kids. That's the that's the takeaway. Make sure that your uh, yeah water damage is scary. It's probably most. I think that's like probably the scariest like thing that you can't like really see because it's in the walls. It's in the walls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Now I'm now I'm now I'm rambling. Um, where was I going? You were talking about sword fighting, and then you were talking about jujitsu. I had something I was going to say, and I have lost it. Uh, all right. Well, if that it comes also back, happens. Then, yeah. <laughs> when you're adult <laughs> yes the older you get the more that happens yes unfortunately <laughs> um okay uh well so you know i wanted to kind of just uh mention it i think so you were on a podcast the the ponder podcast um yes with my two friends tj two and friends. Melvin. it was very fun yeah um i just so i have a funny story about the podcast kind of a funny story not really that funny maybe funny to me but I, I did want to say, uh, you did. Looks like you did hit over 200 episodes of the podcast. Uh, is that correct? That yes. was, which is that's in and of itself 200 episodes. Like that's impressive. You know what I mean? Well, we got to 200, and then we called it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I so I you know as I was kind of doing research because I I had known about this podcast, um, and you know when I first started this show, I kind of like looked into a kind of other magic podcasts and shows re- that were out there to kind of see if there's someone was kind of already doing this and uh there were a few um you know uh magic Wazubi was kind of one and then obviously i think probably i don't want to offend it but i think humans of magic is probably i would say the most popular the, the, the most well-known one um, yeah i mean it's just so good yeah it's i mean it's james great. james is the best like james yeah. and I, I, and it's funny because i added him on twitter and he i think he it was like an automated message but he kind of just sent a message back like hey like curious why you added me just kind of get my whatever and we started a conversation and he was like you know there's plenty of space for people to kind of do this kind of stuff and he actually watched one of my episodes and gave me feedback so just was yeah that's awesome yeah super cool and actually i'm in a facebook messenger or a facebook group with some of his friends we talk basketball it's really wild but um uh i just after that point though i kind of was always wary to like listen to new podcasts because like I don't want to see if other people are kind of already doing this because I wanted to just do my thing anyways, which which is fine. Like, yeah. whatever. There's, I always, you know, I talk about, we're talking about, about streamers. Like, there are plenty, 
Ooh, um, there are plenty of people out there. Like the, uh, there's enough viewers and like um, subs and Patreons to kind of support your work. Like you don't ever, you should ever feel like someone is like taking away from you. There's plenty of like people out there who play Magic and who are interested in Magic Absolutely. content. So yes, um, do what you want to do. Exactly. Even if somebody else is doing it, because you're going to do it in your way. Exactly. So that was that was you know. Again, shout out to James. And actually, uh, if you uh, you and your husband were actually on an episode of Humans of Magic, so I definitely recommend. I'll probably link that below. Um, great episode. Uh, again, James is James is the best class act all the time. Um, but yeah, so your podcast, uh, two hundred episodes. But you just yeah, you just wrapped it up. I was like, oh well, that's wow. Talk about like timing. So um, so a uh, and I don't I I, feel, I shouldn't speak. One of the members was a puppet. Is that is that correct? A Muppet. Muppet, excuse me, a Muppet. Yeah, uh, don't say puppet. I'm sorry. <laughs> he is, doesn't I, like that. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I didn't, I, I'm not even, is, so is there a, a no, I don't even, <laughs> I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm going to get, get canceled by the Muppet universe. Um, so <laughs> uh, what was that like working with a Muppet? Um, and so what, I mean, it was, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely fun because he like, he's he's in character right the whole time yeah right like it's it's hard to talk about it like otherwise so yeah he muppet definitely always a muppet not not a person behind the muppet that i know too that's yeah (laughs) i I mean that in of of itself is i probably say that in in and of that's impressive too just to be that character that i almost say that person for that long right because i think they had said um you, you guys have done that podcast about over five years, seven years, five to seven, somewhere in that range, I think. Two, mm-hmm. two, eighteen, two, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, a four. It was like four. Four. four okay, long time. I mean, that's even yeah. you know. Any, yeah. Doing anything, in my opinion, over like five months consistently is like wow. That's that's impressive. So definitely. Um, yeah, a lot and, of podcasts uh, don't make it past like I think episode twenty or something is like the statistic. Oh really? Oh. So don't say yeah. that because this is this is episode eighteen and I'm already ah okay <laughs> no, no we're good it's good <laughs> we got this. I just gotta get to twenty one and we'll we'll be set um, and yeah. then I can be like see I did it I made it past the bare minimum and that up that next uh, what's it called standard deviation that's the word I'm looking for um, but uh, yeah so uh, two hundred episodes why don't, can you just kind of I mean for someone who just like likes a lot of content to consume and you're listening to stuff like what was like, t- why don't you talk about that podcast? What was like for you? Like what was, you know, what did you guys like to talk about sort of stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, we were just really good friends. So basically the vibe for the podcast was like, you know, like outside of your F and M when you're leaving, you just like end up talking to people about like magic and what happened in the games and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. that vibe, like just kind of casual talking about magic. Like we would do like, we talk about like what the cutest cards were. We would do like silly. We did like some skits here and there, like for fun. Like I pretended I was like the gingerbread girl from the Eldraine trailer. Okay. <laughs> so it was fun. That's um, pretty, yeah, that's a uh, okay. Yeah, it just was silly and like during like COVID. Like it, I mean, basically like all of that was we talked about that a little bit in the episodes and stuff, but the when the first case was like in Seattle, like that was right near TJ. And he was like, Oh my gosh, like this happened. And like, yeah. like Melvin joked around, he's like, don't die. And like, cause like we had no idea what it was going to be. And then it yeah. was like, Ooh. So, but having that like consistency during that time was like, I mean, huge. And like people, 
a lot of people said like oh, it was really nice to just hear like conversations like because we weren't getting out of our house as much or whatever so it was just yeah it was good yeah that was that was definitely a wild time um i remember my friends that i had gone to i think a dumpling place like right before i think it was like a, the first week of march and then we were all kind of leaving and we we're all just like well we'll see you at some point and then we just didn't see them in person for like two years so it was uh yeah um i'm sure a lot of, i mean people having something to look to for you know uh, s- s- something steady is always kind of nice in the in turbulent times so um that's kind of nice to hear um how would you uh describe like or how would you compare like streaming versus podcasting because they're similar in a lot of ways but in a lot of ways they're vastly different uh <laughs> that makes sense sure uh but yeah like wh- i mean what are your thoughts on like you know streaming versus podcasting is I would assume, well, I'm not going to assume anything, so I'll let you talk. Yeah, so streaming versus podcasting. <laughs> well, so streaming for me, like, I, I'm i the one who's, like, talking, right? Like, people are chatting with me, and I, like, interact with them. But, like, I have a choice, basically, whether or not to, like, read their messages and like, really, like, get involved or whatever, right? Like, yeah. it's I have a lot more control. I, uh, I have mods that are there to help me, like, you know, do whatever. Um, like... It's just, most, it's mostly like, I feel like it's like the me show. I know it sounds like, <laughs> I don't know, like egotistical or whatever, but like, I don't have to worry about how much I'm talking. Like during a podcast when there's three people, I'm always like, okay, well, am I talking enough? Am I not talking? Am I talking too much? Like, just yeah. like, I don't know. It like kind of stressed me out a little bit. Cause I'm like, oh, like, and, I, and then I would just get more nervous when I did the podcast. Cause it wasn't, I don't, I was like not in control or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was with two of my good friends. Like I, you know, I think it took a little bit for me to like open up and feel like, uh, I don't know, like comfortable. Yeah. Cause I, I came into the show and I was replacing somebody else that they had had worked with, um, who sort of, uh, uh, they did like a, a um, the uh, faux pas, but more, more than a faux pas. Uh, they were sort of kicked out of the magic community. Gotcha. So it was a weird, like, thing kind of because i was like okay well i'm like replacing somebody (laughs) i felt like i was coming into the project versus like starting it with them but like they're great you know like i but it was just like a little bit of a different dynamic i'm sure there's a learning curve right it's especially because i think i think i saw you you joined around episode 50 or 51 does that sound i don't know which yeah um, yep that's a pretty i mean even 50 episodes like that's a pretty good run for a for a podcast initially definitely Um, so I'm sure, like for for them, they've probably had already established kind of their um, their rhythm a little bit, and having someone come in. Uh, now, you know, I think it's always kind of good when you kind of bring someone in to fill a space to kind of help shake up the the vibe or, or whatever. And you know, being friends with them, I'm sure helped a lot as well. So that's you know, that makes a big big difference. Yeah. Um, it was it was great, but like also, it it had a, it produced a little bit of social anxiety for me every week. I'd be like, okay, well, like, what are they going to want to talk about? Because like. Sometimes they talked about constructed and I'd be like, I don't really care about this. Like, you yeah. know, like, I'm sorry. I, I just don't like, I, I want to, you know, like, I'm glad y'all are enjoying yourself, but like, I just wasn't my thing. Or they talk about like, yeah, like current events. And I'd be like, uh, I, all I want to do is draft, you know, like yeah. I'm just here to vibe and have a good time. But, um, yeah, like I don't, it just wasn't really my scene. I'm trying to get into constructed a little bit more because I do think it'd be good for me to be like well-rounded and like compete more and you know like 
Yeah. Do you uh do you play any commander? Just at a is that any? Um, I've played very limited commander. So my experience with the commander, um, well, I went to the loading ready run pre pre release for Eldraine, which was like amazing. Oh wow! And okay. so like I'm kind of spoiled. My first commander game was with Pleasant Kenobi. Daniel Holt is he works at Wizards and he was he was a guest for the PPR and then um, Olivia Affinity Artifacts. Oh, yeah. um, so I borrowed like a couple of her decks and I got to play with them at first and John was in the game too and it was really fun but then um, I just like the politics of it I was always like oh, I don't really know what to do yeah. um, I was on a command podcast a few months ago which like I should know the name of it but I don't see because I don't like follow the stuff they were just like do you want to come on and I was like sure like I'm trying to just say yes to more things that like scare me a little bit you know like social stuff like I always just get like a little bit anxious yeah but, I mean it's yeah I hear that. I mean, I'm glad you said yes to me. I'm because I'm a nobody. So I was like, all right, sweet, this is awesome. No, no, no. <laughs> um, the, like, I don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't. No. Because okay, so like, following like, there's so many things that go into that that you can't control, right? Yeah. So I I I have fifteen thousand followers on Twitch, but they're not all watching my channel at once. Like some of them don't even watch Twitch anymore. Like those numbers don't necessarily even mean anything, right? Like. Yeah. I'm not personally a nobody. I'm actually very happy with myself. But yeah, I'm a very, I just, I, I always okay. joke. I'm a, yeah, I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I'm a nobody. No, I, yeah, no, I. No, I was like, no, don't say that, no. no but yeah, like, I mean, well, everybody's journey starts somewhere too. Like, you know, like you're just, you're on episode 18. Like, you never know. This could like really take off. Like, don't, don't sell yeah, yourself I mean, short. to that point, I mean, part of the fun is, this is going to sound really cliche, but you know, the journey is the destiny. Part of the fun for me is, is like, I mean, you so it might sound really silly but like you followed me on twitter at some point i was like oh like that's to me like oh that's a very awesome person who i you know watch their stream follow me i was like oh man i you know i was like oh like <laughs> how excited you know like, ah, like jamie topples followed me so i was like oh well, then i was like you know what? i'll reach out and this for me this has always been a passion project so it's like you know i if no one watches it but i enjoy making it and i enjoy what i'm doing that's that's all i'm looking for but like those moments where you get someone who like you you respect and you follow in the community kind of like sees you in some sort of way so it's like oh cool like this that's awesome so like no i don't want to say like i'm a nobody but like it's little things like that i but feel like as someone who again who started as who's just been very kind of slowly kind of getting their foot in the door and kind of meeting people and talking to people it's um those moments where I'm just like, okay, this is fun. Like, this is why I still, cause I, I, you know, you talk about being nervous and you start, um, like a podcasting, like even this show now, well, obviously 200 episodes or, you know, 150 for you significantly more than 18. But like, you know, I start this thing off, but I'm just like, do my breathing, like focus, like pretend you get in that mode. But, um, it's tough. Like it's, it's always kind of, you know, always can be a little bit of a challenge. I have to be like social, you know, social and talking to someone, especially cause you know, we've never, we never met in person and, and really our, our interactions, like I followed you on Twitter and then like you followed me back and I was just like, Oh, maybe she wants to come on my show. So it's, it's really just like, you know, the journey is I think a lot of the, the enjoyment for the curation process, you know, you know for me at Definitely. least. You know, uh, well, just hearing you say that makes me feel good. Cause I've totally had those moments too. Like when I first met Marshall, I, he like said my name. I was like, you know who I am. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, yeah. It makes a big difference in a creator and a creator, you know, someone who's like doing stuff like when people like, oh, yeah, I've heard of you. You're like, yeah, that's like it's like your world just kind of like it's 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 great. It's a good feeling. It's definitely a good feeling. Yeah, so, um, that's funny. Yeah, it's uh, and it's like tiered, right? It's like, you know, to me, like you're like this, like 
you know, pretty popular streamer. And then like, you know, you have your people like, oh yeah, they know, they knew who I was. So like, yeah, it's, it's funny how that kind of works, runs its, runs its way down through the, uh, through the realms, if you were, <laughs> as it were, as it were, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the Ponder podcast, 200 episodes, I definitely recommend checking out, uh, if you're just looking for something to kind of put on to listen to when you're driving. Um, definitely it was a fun seems like a it seems like it was a really fun uh fun time for you guys uh in that in that kind of show so um okay what i've been really really excited to talk to you about uh is is your art uh obviously you fantastic magic player streamer but i think some of your art streams have been for me some of the most impressive things i've seen uh, as someone who only can create and this is going to be this is going to sound more uh, cynical than than it really is, but so I'm I'm a I'm a photographer, so like I always joke, well I only can create art by like copying image. Like I take a I click a to use my camera, but like when I see someone who like works with paints or like draws or whatever, I'm always just like it blows my mind at how talented people are, and um, I love watching you do alters. I love watching you do your art. Uh, you know when I was looking at your website, like looking at some of your, um, and I really want to talk about this is I think you do. I don't know if, if it's commissions or works like you take an album, like a music album, and you, you do a conceptual piece based off that album. To me, that yeah. is like literally the coolest thing in the world. You had a Led Zeppelin album <laughs> that I was just like, this is like just amazing. Um, Thank you. So Thank like you for saying that. <laughs> I just I'm just like uh, so like just unbelievably impressed with with your with your artistic ability. Uh, I want to talk about the music stuff, but l- I just, you know. Let's start kind of talk about me like what kind of got you into art? Like what was your first, when did you decide like, Oh, like, you know, like painting, I, you know, let's, what, what's your history, like your background in like in the art world? Uh, so, I mean, I, I was in the gifted program as a child. And I think a big part of that was me. Like I drew things from my, I would, my imagination, right. As a kid, like, okay. I mean, very, very, very young, like three, four, like I'd be drawing like things. And I'm, I look back and I'm like, embarrassed to see these things but then like at the time it's like that was pretty good for a kid right like so um I've always like sort of yes like just been drawn to making art um like as a kid I really loved Monet and uh, Van Gogh I had like art books and I would just like study them and my parents would we would travel and we go to art museums I was just enamored with like the artists and stuff I'm like that's what I want to do um so then I went to college and I have ADHD so like getting the portfolio together was like just too much like I just couldn't do it so it was like rough um so I went for communications and then like I changed art history and I was so 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 happy like art history was amazing like I learned so much I got to like see so much cool stuff um I did like a museum studies class and what I learned was I was like oh I don't want to I don't want to be the curator I want to be the artist so um after college I ended up doing a few shows I worked at this place called the Gogo Works. It's like in Eastern Pennsylvania. I worked there for a while. Um, and like I did a few shows, I sold some pieces. Like I worked at, uh, an office and my boss like was just like really supportive. She's like, bring your work in. So I would bring it to, I would bring it to work and people like would buy paintings like at work. They would just like buy them out of the trunk of my car. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is great. One of them was like, I listened to one Led Zeppelin song over and over and over again. I think it was battle of Evermore and it was like, okay. Oh, I loved it. But, um, so I've always sort of had music be connected to art because I would just listen to music while I um, painted. And at this point, yeah, I have a website. I do sell, like, uh, original pieces. And um, I just, for me, it, like, helps me. Like, it's my flow state. When I get into it, it's just I feel 
good. Like, even if I'm, like, having a really rough time, like, with bipolar stuff, like, it evens me out. I feel like I can actually, like, observe all my thoughts and, like, let them pass and stuff. It's so, like, it's so beautiful. It's just, like, I need it to yeah. survive, basically. Like, if I don't paint for a while, I start to get, like, real agitated and, um, yeah, like, I, it's, like, a part of me. Like, I just need it. And then the album project, I, I came up with that. I was like, oh, this just seems like it'd be really fun. And then it, like, kind of took off. Like, I at, at first I was doing it, like, a lot. And, like, I, I really, really hope I get to keep doing it because it's just, like, every time I do it, I'm always like, oh, my God, this is the one that's going to suck. Like, I'm going to be, like, <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be terrible. But every time I'm always, like, I don't know how I do it. It's so, like, it's... I almost, it's like a uh, subconscious painting. Like I, yeah. at this point, like, I think I'm very comfortable with like colors and like, just like, I don't know. I've just done it so much that it, it, it still amazes me though. I'm like, how, <laughs> like, I, it's like, I, at the end I'm like, what? Like, and sometimes I'll look at it like later. I'm like, I did this. Like, what was <laughs> I, what? <laughs> like, I almost feel like I'm like in a trance, like when yeah. I do it. So what describe for my listeners, what exactly the album project is so you do you is it mostly based off commissions i think or is it you just kind of yeah okay well, i do it for myself too yeah. so i i i did my 13 favorite albums um because it, it's also um yeah so I, I i submitted that for a arts festival in pittsburgh it did not get accepted which is okay like it was pretty competitive there was like 100 like applications for like two or three spots or something so i was like okay like i'm not gonna feel bad about this yeah um but it definitely like, got me moving towards that. And like, yes, I want to do more of it because, um, I don't know. I, it's just, it, 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 it's really cool. Like when people like, there's some stuff I would never have listened to by myself. So like, it's just kind of neat to see like what comes of it. Um, I had one person who bought like five. I mean, they were just like, Oh my God, I love your stuff. Let's just keep doing them. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's just really fun. It, I, I love like, yeah, making the connection music is such a big part of my life. Like last year on Spotify, I listened to 77,000 minutes of music. Oh, like, wow. That's a... With 5,000 of my favorite band, Coheed and Cambria. So, I mean, uh, music, I think, is also something that's very important for my, like, emotional, um, uh, oh, what's the word? It keeps me balanced. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need it. So do you... It's like therapy. Do you listen... So when you... you let's say you get an album submitted or, or you have an album that you like, do you listen, is it basically you listen to like the whole album and you like conceptualize yeah. the album in um, physical form, I guess might be, you know, paint for, you know, way to describe like what you're trying, what you're kind of, what you're kind of doing there. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I'll start listening to the album. I'll just like pay attention for a little bit and then I pick out the colors. I'm like, okay, this is, this is like the feel. And then like, so I, I, my process is I put the paint directly on the canvas and I sort of like work with it. And then, um, at some point I blow dry it and then do like, um, I use like paint pens on top to do like the more like detailed stuff. Okay. Uh, it just, that's how I ended up. Yeah. I just, it's a good process for me. I, um, I love it cause it like saves a lot of time if yeah. you just put stuff right on the canvas. Um, and I think it's really cool to watch cause you're like, it, it's about an hour. Most albums are like 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes at the end I'll have to like listen to a couple other songs on a different album or like read, start like listening to it again. Cause I don't want to rush. It yeah. usually takes an, about an hour to finish one. They're like eight by tens is what I do at this point. But I, I, I've done like the 12 by 12s for myself. Yeah. Um, 
when I do it alone, I also love to just sing. I'm like a little, I'm trying to get over like my nervousness of singing in front of people. Um, cause I really do love to do it. And I, I listened to a lot of rock band in college and stuff. Like I played a lot of rock band in high school, college. Um, I think that like, I learned how to sing really well. Cause like I can actually match the pitch and yeah, like, that's... I can get like hundred percent. I didn't know that was not normal. Like I thought like everybody, if you just played enough, like you would get to that point. Um, nope. Can but confirm I'm very, not normal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm just very good at mimicking sounds. Yeah. Like even like my cat. Sometimes I'll like, people are like, was that your cat? I'm like, no, that was me talking to my cat. <laughs> like, so right. I don't know. It's just a thing. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's, you know, singing is, is a, as someone who can't sing is how I think it's super impressive. Um, so when you, okay, I just, the album thing is so cool to me. Um, so much I want to dig into when you're listening to the album do you like conceptualize your 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 painting as a whole or is it kind of like revealed as you kind of go through the, yes. the song list or like do you just kind of let the the songs take you in a particular direction as you start as you start working absolutely so I have that thing where like if you imagine something like somebody's like imagining an apple like mm. I can't I don't see an apple like it's just not there like I have it. it's like blank right okay. so uh if it's like not, i always want to say fantasia but that's not the right thing <laughs> it's close uh, sy- synthesia synthesia oh that's when your two things blend and i do think i have that a little bit too okay um but that i uh, i think i think see now i'm getting confused but there's a word like yeah. where you just you, like you don't your imagination you can't like see it in your mind's eye okay um that's me like when i started painting i don't know where it's gonna go like sometimes i can like i'm, I'm painting a mural on my um my living room right now uh and i did like a conceptual piece for it like i was like i want it to be a moon and a sky you know yeah. but I, I i didn't that like that's basically it like just like very minimal stuff um but with the with the art stuff yeah i just kind of listen and try to like it's almost like i'm using the painting as like an instrument i know it's a weird thing to say but no like, no, no i that i totally get what you're saying um yeah definitely because i mean that's wild to me that gosh you don't even and maybe this is the photographer because in my head when i take photos i see the photo in my head before i take the picture like in my head like this is what i'm looking for and like i'm using my obviously the camera the tool to capture that image so for you mm-hmm. and, and this you know this is the beauty of heart really is that the, the process is like to hear you go oh no i don't see the image it, it just it's you know it's revealed to me as i as i as I do my work like that's, that's the fun part yeah. like it's so cool because yeah. I'm always like I, I don't know where it's going and then when it's done I'm like there's some like I made this oh I can I grab it actually oh, yeah, I made no, a, yeah. a fan piece for Coheed and Cambria and it is just like so detailed like I get lost in it but this so I okay so this is like their symbol okay oh, gosh Oh, wow. But like, do you see how like little, little the details get? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's yeah. It's just like, like to me, I'm just like I wouldn't even know like, where to start to create something, anything like that. And it's like it's funny because like in my notes I wrote down, you know, big impression of impressionist vibes. Like you know Monet, I guess like she must she must be a Monet because like I it's like I can yeah, see yeah I was it, you know, as a kid one of my yeah favorites. and it's like yeah. I you know. I'm, I'm a big fan of the impressionists myself. My wife got me into them and um, it sounded really bougie, but I'm not, but like, <laughs> I was like I'm very a big <laughs> fan of Monet. No, but like, you know, but uh, <laughs> definitely can see the, the inspiration in your work uh, for sure. But like, yeah, it's just like, and I'm, you know, for me, I, um, 
and maybe this and again uh, you know, I'm going to use photography as my reference like photography is almost very for the most part it's very literal in terms of like what you're, you know you, you take an image of a, of a scene um, so like that's kind of like my main meaning but I see stuff like impressionist work and I think that probably would, would draws me to a lot of other ideas in photography it's so like uh, imaginative and like, almost like amorphous like I'm just like that really speaks to me in a way that like that like I think influences how I kind of want to like do my own art in, in a way so uh, I don't know it's just it's just like I just love like listening to your process because you know especially you know uh, we talk about music as well I, I think a lot of times like I play a lot of music with my friends but like I think one of the purest forms of like music creation is you sit down with no um, uh, pre uh, what's the word I don't there's just no nothing like settled nothing like planned out and you just like start a jam and you just let the jam kind of roll and kind of evolve and you you hit on something and sometimes you'll hit on like a you hit on a groove or like a, a riff and you just kind of like build it out of nowhere and like those sort of moments are really when you're like yeah like this is like the purest form of like creation in a lot of way I don't know there's like a feeling there that like I don't know if people who don't actually do like music or art can really comprehend in a lot of ways it's just like when you, when you create the creating there's something about creating that's so just like addictive you know yeah, that's, it's definitely sorry. I went on a little a little rant there, well, but I just no. Yeah. For me, it it feels like I'm connecting to like my higher self or something. Mm -hmm. at, at the very least, like it doesn't. It feels like it's flowing through me. Like yeah. I'm just a conduit. Yeah. But it it's really cool when you get that feeling because you're like, oh wow, like yeah, see, like so music. I I am a jammer. Like yeah. I made some music with my husband. Like we have these little songs and like. He is like a professional music musician. Like he's, um, when he was in college, he, they had like MTV Band of the Year. Like he oh, he's wow. got to open for like Hanson and like I mean like Circus Survive, really cool bands. He never talks about it because he's not <laughs> like I don't know. He doesn't like to brag or whatever. But I'm always like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool. Like that is cool. But um, yeah, and he had a couple other bands and so like I was like, let's let's try to make music together and you know see what happens and like so like. I, I think I can sing, right? Like, I'm okay. Um, so, but like, he he's very uh, methodical. He practices like two hours a day every day. I mean, he is yeah, like very, um, he doesn't think he's talented. He thinks he's, you know, just practiced enough that he's good. He's very talented. He just he doesn't, you know, like to see it or talk about it or whatever. But um, so I just kind of come in and like, We'll start, I'll start singing, but I'll be like just kind of like humming bars and stuff like, and then we come up with lyrics later, you yeah. know, like, and yeah, I mean like, and I mess around on the keyboard and like, you know, do like drum stuff. <laughs> no, that's it's, cool. It's just fun. Yeah, like, no, it, it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean music. Yeah, music. There's nothing about music too. And I had the joke about it. I think it was, it's the it's the curse of the artist. Like you never think you're you're good, right? I mean like there's a, there's a oh there's a, there's a level like when you hit a point you're like you know you're like proficient at your whatever but someone you know I, I don't know in my experience a lot of times like when you're you're just like i don't know i'm i'm okay like i guess i'm okay or i'm not i'm you know whatever i'm kind of just whatever but like it's like the the, the well i there i don't know anybody who like really loves the sound of their own voice right yeah. like <laughs> I, people tolerate it or whatever like the i i don't like to listen to myself talk like i never go back and 
listen to conversations or like podcasts and stuff. Like I'll tell people about this podcast and they should <laughs> listen to it and stuff. But I, it, it makes me, I just feel weird listening to myself talk or sing, yeah. you know? So I think that's pretty common though. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I've recently started forcing myself to listen to my podcast back to like hear myself and how to work on stuff, but it's, it's good. It, yeah. That's how you improve. Yeah. I mean, really like it's, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, but it's hard. I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. So I'm just like, Oh God. Like, <laughs> I think you have like a good podcast voice. Oh, well, I appreciate that. That yeah. means a lot. So that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's, that's honestly the, probably the best compliment I've gotten in a long time. So thank you very much. <laughs> you sound like you are a podcaster, which you are. So it's there good. There we go. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, okay. So talk about music. Um, uh, so we tumbled upon, uh, I stumbled upon your uh, SoundCloud Bandcamp. I can't, I still don't remember which one it was. Yeah, Bandcamp. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Topple, topple bangers. Um, yeah, all bangers that's just what, all the, the time. placeholder for yeah, like for her name. Yeah, um, and um, so we actually John made a really epic song for CubeCon. I don't know if you've heard of CubeCon. They do it. It's I, like a yearly event now. I have heard of it. Yes. Um, I'm yeah. Assuming you play a lot of cube there. Is that the? It's all cubes. People right. bring cubes and like you compete like in de- like have prizes and stuff it's like it's really cool it's it's oh, wow. kind of big like sam black goes caleb goes caleb d so um yeah That's... i'll be there this time and john like yeah so. where is it at where's it at this year it's in madison because that's where jay bro is from and he's like the he, at the, the head honcho of it you know he puts it together and he's like a really big cuber like every year they do like charity cubes and stuff and Jay bro always is like not always but pretty much the leader every time like he's just very good at what he does he's very enjoyable to watch he's a blast yeah awesome so, all right well, he's also yeah, in so. government like he's like a uh i don't know what he does but it's important he's the <laughs> man he works he's not he works for the man or he is the man one of the one of the two um y- yeah he's like a representative i think uh like i'm just blanking oh that's terrible <laughs> like a you like a like a house representative like a u.s um and maybe not that high up like but like yeah he, he like he's a government oh like a, maybe like a state representative maybe uh, maybe oh, maybe oh, that maybe. might be uh, right yeah <laughs> putting my uh political science degree <laughs> to use right there uh, levels yeah. of government yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> funny um but yeah so topple uh topple bangers has some hilarious songs uh this episode and credits will be featuring uh blanket hug uh, which I thought was it's hilarious. It's it's. Uh, do you watch uh, Do you watch this show Succession? Out of curiosity, is that no? No, okay. But should I? Uh, it's very good. It's on HBO. Uh, season four or five right now is currently just started, and it's the final season. Always like a show that has a tight, you know, and you know, end goal. You know, you don't want these shows to kind of go on forever and just um, wait around and not knowing what their storyline is going. But there's a the joke will be lost on you then, but there's a guy who has a party for his birthday and he's like, tells the DJ all bangers all the time. All I want are bangers. So like <laughs> that just they made me laugh. So it's like, okay, but uh, that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, and credits blanket hug, please stick around and listen to that for sure. Um, yeah. All like, again, they're, they're, they're kind of silly, but like they're really well produced and they sound like they sound great. Like they are, they're, you know, uh, fun to listen to, you know? Yeah. We have like a little recording studio in the basement, basically. Like John is just—he's a big music person. Like he plays guitar every day. He practices singing like most days a week. Like he plays drums. He plays bass. Like he's just—he plays piano a little bit. He's—he's he's very good at the music stuff, and he won't admit to it, but he is. <laughs> that's cool. And like especially recording things, like he—he he gets things done pretty quickly. That's yeah. That's 
that's the impressive part because musicians are aren't necessarily known for their um, their haste when it comes to making music sometimes so yeah like some of those pieces we did in like a few hours like two hours three hours total. oh wow so, that's even more that's yeah it. but again sometimes just the, the spontaneity of like let's just go do this thing and knock it out and boom like let's yeah uh, yeah um, there's uh, I'm gonna tell the story anyways there's a song there's a story about uh, there's a song called instant karma it's a John Lennon song and mm. um, he wrote it I think he was still in the Beatles but he like had he was interested in writing and recording and releasing a song in just 24 hours so like he knocked it out and I think George Harrison is actually on the album or on the song playing guitar um, but it was just it's, I mean it's a cool song it's like one of my it's a big uh, one of my favorite John Lennon songs but just the idea of like let's see if we can do this you know you know sometimes re- you know restriction breeds creativity sometimes which is a, is a fun little definitely does yeah so yeah um, so anyways Jamie thank you again so much for, for joining me I don't want to take up too much more of your time um, just a few thing, other things I wanted to point out uh, I th- oh wow okay so that's next week I should hopefully this will probably be out but you're going to be in San Diego on the uh, weekend uh, for DreamHack DreamHack San Diego you're going to be out there with yes. uh, is John coming with yes. you he is yep, okay, yep. Cool. and then uh, yeah we'll be there with my team uh, Top Deck Studios so Top Deck yeah do you, guys, are you, do you have a, a, a booth like a full booth kind of set up or yeah, right. yeah. Um, Nerd Girl is the leader of the group. She's awesome. Like, just very <sighs> hardest worker I know. Like, and she's just always like so organized and together. And yeah, she runs the team. She's great. She seems. Uh, yeah, she definitely seems like she's got a lot like going on, but like managing a lot and just very. Yeah, she's one of these days. I'm gonna have veggie because I think veggies um, part of that part of that group as well and we're like yeah yep they make a lot of content together yep, yep. the gonna, commander stuff yep mm-hmm. for sure gonna happen like veggie introduced me to your girl i would like to have her on my show sometime <laughs> try to use that relationship to thing but um yeah, yeah. so uh, dream san diego so uh obviously if you're if this episode gets out when i plan it to be this it should be out before then so uh come say hi i will hopefully come say hi i get to, to meet you and hopefully your, your husband love to talk magic and music with you guys that'd be uh, a little cool. fun uh, fun time um additionally so what i do when i have my guests on is just kind of some way to kind of I think do something kind of cool with my guests is I have them pick a charity of their choice uh, to uh, we so I may able to make a donation to so you chose the uh, uh-huh. AC, the ACL uh, ACLU so I'll be uh, the show and tell show will be making a donation to them to um, kind of our name uh, it's just a uh, you know Silver Liberties Union is a great great organization definitely support their cause so I'm definitely glad to support them and um, in that way uh, also uh, what I like to do with my creators is I'm just going to pop up my uh, community board with the magic of video editing so I was like this up. and um, you know I talk about I, I, I try to talk a big game about community and what I do is to kind of be able to support my guests even after the show is over is um, I believe you have a, a Ko-Fi or coffee I never know how to say that um, coffee I don't either yeah. I really don't coffee coffee yeah because I think it's supposed to be like buy somebody coffee yeah like, but it's you know yeah so uh, regardless um I, I know you have one so uh yeah w- the show might that will basically going to support sign up for your coffee to have a recurring essentially buy you a small coffee every month as it were just a small way we oh. can continue to kind of help you um you know continue to stream and create art and just pursue you know music or whatever endeavors you want uh, i think you are a wonderful streamer and even a fantastic personality and, and i really appreciate you coming on and spending your time with me so it's just a small way that i can kind of continue to support you and uh, your endeavors uh, into the future oh 
that is so awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. This this was really fun. I'm glad you had me on. Like I mean, it was an honor. I had it was good. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad people know this. if at the end we can at the end you're like I had a good time. Okay, good. I'm, I'm it's always I a did. fear. Like it went so fast. I was like, oh my gosh, we've been talking for like over an hour and a half. Like I just it. it it was a good conversation. I'm glad. You're I'm glad. good at this. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, God, it's gonna make me blush right now. Goodness, I'm already kind of. <laughs> I got it. We're talking. I don't have a mustache. I'm gonna turn very red very soon. So, um, well, I, I'm also the same way. I get like like flushed sometimes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yep. to turn so red. I was little. Anyways, <laughs> um, so again, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I will link all your socials. Please uh, check out Jamie's stream. Um, if you're gonna be in San Diego, check her out at, at DreamHack. Uh, check out couple bangers uh, stick around to listen to uh, blanket hug and uh i guess if you're interested and you enjoy the show feel free to subscribe that's always cool uh the youtube uh this is available on i think most podcast uh podcast versions or po- whatever your however you get your podcasts uh, you can follow me on twitter i post silly things i don't know i post magic stuff and talk about the lakers a lot and basketball and photography or whatever so uh jamie thank you uh, again i hope you enjoy the rest of your night that's great thanks for having me it's awesome why are there like a million blankets on this couch i can't even lay down straight there's no room for my feet ah i'm getting rid of some of these i'm getting rid of all of them